we joined on the line now by Mohammed Nala, Head of Strategic Research at NetBank Corporate and Investment Bank. Good morning, Mohammed. Morning, Sakina. Morning to the listeners. Well, Mohammed, important week ahead uh, for us. All focus on Praveen Gordon's crucial budget speech this week. Absolutely. I mean, Sakina, there, there, there's little doubt that that is the main focal point, the key event risk for any South African investor. Uh, I mean, over the weekend, we saw all of the newspapers covering it. And this has really become absolutely vital and important, not just to the investor community, but to South Africans at large, given the volatility that we've seen come through in terms of our currency, given the outlook for the economy and jobs for 2016, which is effectively set out to be probably one of the toughest years uh, we've had on record since the financial crisis. So on that basis, I mean, Mr. Gordon is is uh, between that proverbial rock and the hard place, he's going to have to actually deliver on a very balanced set of both, you know, tax raising exercises. Unfortunately, that means you know you and I are going to have to pay a lot more uh, in terms of taxes to make sure that as South Africa Inc. as a total, you know, we can get this across the line. But by the same token, in order to buy that credibility with the general public as well as the investor community, the minister is going to have to demonstrate not just rhetoric, but he's going to have to demonstrate that he can actually cut back on expenditure in the right places. Uh, I'm certainly not advocating that we cut back on on the social safety net uh, uh, very materially because there's a massive uh, inequality issue that we need to address. Uh, But we need to start cutting back on inefficient spend. We need to start cutting back on on, on uh, fruitless expenditure uh, and waste in government. Uh, That is something that has crept in over the course of, of several years. It's something that the finance minister is well aware of. Uh, and so right now, that's what the ratings agencies, as well as the investor community, is going to be looking for. So, Kina, we've, we've actually got a breakfast on the day after the budget uh, at NetBank CIB. And what I will do is as soon as I have the hashtag we're going to be using, I'll gladly share that with, uh, with the listeners that obviously won't be able to join us at the breakfast. Uh, but we will be tweeting out some of, uh, of our key highlights from that breakfast on the Thursday after the budget. And I'm sure that will be very interesting. Um, Mohammed, U.S. inflation has risen more than expected in January. Will this influence rates domestically, though? Yeah, yeah. It's important for us to also highlight some of these international events because it's introducing some event risk uh, outside of our control. U.S. inflation on Friday coming in at 1.4%. They have a 2% target, so it's still below their their 2% target. But the interesting thing here is if we have a look at core inflation, that's stripping out food and fuel, their core inflation ticking up to 2.2%. Now, the headline number, that's their highest as well as core. It's the highest that we've had since 2014 on headline and since 2012 on the core inflation. So it's showing that there are some underlying signs of inflation in the U.S. economy. Uh, I'm not terribly concerned right now because their CPI numbers, not the official number that the U.S. Federal Reserve looks at. They look at another measure of inflation. So for now, you know, I do think there is an expectation that the Fed's going to hike rates, but I, I would actually prefer to see that pushed out to the latter part of this year. That's been our hypothesis for most of this year. And if they delay that rate hike in the U.S., the impact on domestic rates is that it does buy us a little bit of time in terms of needing to, to, to hike. We wouldn't need to hike as aggressively if the U.S. actually hold off on their hikes at this point in time. The other interesting story, Mohammed, has been uh, Brexit and uh, the UK's bid to actually exit from the European Union. Um, would that deter investment in the UK and is it likely to threaten jobs? 
So, you know, it's, it's been interesting. Last year, you know, we spoke about the Grexit for the entire year, and now it's looking as though we're, looking, we're going to be talking about this Brexit. Thankfully, they've got a, a referendum around the middle of this year, so we'll be able to nip it in the bud by the middle of this year. The interesting development, Sakina, is that you know, whilst Prime Minister Cameron's come out and he's been against the Brexit, we've now had the Mayor of London, Boris Johnson, who's also a very politically strong figure in the UK. He's actually come out in support of the exit, or the Brexit, if you want to call it. So that's caused a lot of event risk in the UK. We've seen that pound weaken very sharply. It's down to around the 142 level from 145 just a few days ago. Uh, and so this really indicating to you that there's some angst in the market, some volatility coming through. Uh, I think it's really quite impractical to see them leave uh, that, uh, that, that Eurozone collective, simply because a lot of trade agreements have already been negotiated. They don't necessarily facilitate an easy exit from this. Uh, let's see how it goes. Uh, I certainly wouldn't be in the Brexit camp right now, but it is going to cause some volatility over the shorter term. Well, I hope, as you say, that this will be nipped in the bud sooner rather than later. But uh, speak to you again tomorrow morning, uh, Mohammed Nala, Head of Strategic Research at NetBank Corporate and Investment Bank. This is AM Live on SAFM, where the conversations you'll have today begin.